Welcome to Batyard's Finest, bringing you the finest of Batman and Superman in pop culture. From Metropolis, I'm Josh from Batyard Productions. And I'm Leah from the mysterious island of Themyscira. We have an animator, sculptor, cosplayer, illustrator. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm uh, Justin J. Bowen. I'm also go by uh, JB. JB. So, do you prefer Justin or do you prefer JB? Uh, JB is like my, my art handle, so... Okay. All right, we'll just keep saying JB so everyone knows where to look you up. So I Yeah, <laughs> I'm at Jack Squat JB everywhere online, though, so... <laughs> all right, so our first question, we're all kind of in the same boat here. Uh, what are you doing to stay busy during the quarantine? Um, getting to a lot of projects that I keep telling myself for years that I don't have time to get to. <laughs> yeah. Actually and now I have time. <laughs> Yeah, this is it's an awesome time for for artists at least, you know. Yeah. Now you have no excuse, you kind of have to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Biggest thing that I'm doing, I'm teaching myself uh how to program in Unity so I can start making some video games. Oh, nice. Uh, have you um done any programming in the past? I I've done a little bit of programming in high school. I I learned uh basic uh, okay. so I understand how to program. It's basically just learning a different language. It's literally like, I know how to communicate, but I know English and I need to learn Spanish. Right. You know, exactly. It's like kind of using different editing programs. Like I, I'm not really a fan of Avid, you know, I, I use that a couple of times, <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's like going off the spectrum. Yeah. So well, for, for people who don't know, um, you know, do you want to just shout out like your whole list of what you do you know so people know where to find i mean it's easier to say what i don't do okay (laughs) i I always joke to people that uh if i were to say things that i don't do i would say just ballet okay and honestly if i had the chance i'd probably try it it is pretty great and then you could basically say you do everything in the world yeah yeah no i mean creatively like i either do it or have tried it or really want to try it. Like there's really not much I can say that I don't want to do creatively. Right. You well, you sound like a jack of all trades yeah, to be honest. Yeah. You do music, you know, you do stop motion. It seems like you kinda Yeah, I started out uh well if I go all the way back when I was like five, every time I would see a movie I'd draw a little picture book of it. <laughs> oh that's awesome. But uh Really artistically, the first thing that I ever started doing was stop motion animation, which it, okay. which if you are getting into animation, that's the best way to start out because it gives you a crash course in everything animation and it's very tactile. What was uh, your first animated uh, piece? Do you remember like your first stop so, motion? <laughs> I actually it's on my YouTube page from oh, uh, cool. it's actually a remake of my original video. Okay. Um, first. Uh, real uh stop motion thing that i did it was this short tom and jerry-esque thing with a spider and a with a a frog and a fly (laughs) and you know it it was really dumb and i was using this uh stop motion program called uh what was it called digital blue with like the lowest res uh video camera that you could use and i finished it and I forget what happened, but somehow the file got deleted. Oh, so, like, yeah. a month later, I just redid it, and it was even better. Oh, but, awesome. Okay. Yeah, I think I was probably, like, 10, maybe. 
The original project was lost to the ages. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it gave you a chance to, you know, practice for the for the real one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did little tiny stop motion things here and there, but that was like the first narrative thing that I ever came up with. That was original, at least. I would like try to recreate things I've seen on TV. There was there used to be, and it kind of influenced the. Uh, it's called Freddy. Freddy Frog got bugged. Um, there was on Nickelodeon. There used to be a stop motion short called Spider and Fly, and that. that oh, had, I saw that. Yeah, that had, I had a bit of a inspiration from that. You know, whenever whenever you start out artistically, you're always copying the people that you like and the things that you like. And then right. somehow all the things that you like snowball together into your own style. So, right. Yeah. I mean, it's great to get inspiration and everything with, uh, with your like first comic drawings. When you started, you said when you were five, do you have any of those? Like, <laughs> I think I do. I distinctly remember drawing toy story. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think I still have them. I'm not sure. I actually, I thought about doing a video series where I go through all my old, stuff my old drawings and just talk about them yeah no you, you definitely should i would definitely yeah that. <laughs> yeah that's great I to see like the creative process and how you can you know oh obviously everyone improves i hope from when they're five but <laughs> that, that would be really cool to see like the the transformation yeah yeah you know and i'm, I'm gonna be 30 this year and i've only recently started to notice like my own style and how I draw and how I do things. Some people it's a lot easier. Some people it takes a lot longer, but like, and, and that could just be from my perspective. Like, I don't know if, if Josh, if you, if you could tell something was mine without knowing it was mine. I definitely like with all your videos, they all scream kind of your style. And I love that about what you do. And I, I, even your intros and outros, I think that's, you know, you, you're almost kind of, mastered how to thank do you that. thank you very admirable so then let's go into your work justin um what can you tell us about your 30 second weeklies and whatever's and the cool animated videos you do yeah so um 30 second whatever's it used to be called weeklies when i did them every friday and i did 52 of them a full year and i was like that's it <laughs> but i liked the format of the show basically the idea was uh I wanted to challenge myself to make a cartoon every week. So I made this template of a character talking to the audience like it was like a talk show, like a vlog. But it would it would have to fit within 30 seconds. And one of one of my favorite things creatively is and it's it's going to sound weird, one of my favorite things creatively is being put into a box. Like a lot of a lot of creatives are like I don't like when people put restrictions on me. I like to let things flow. My best work comes out when I have specific things I have to fit within because you have to creatively find ways around those obstacles. So are you someone that works better under pressure? Uh, I wouldn't say pressure. Um, at least live. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't say so. I used to do a, I went to school for HVAC and I remember going to a, it was kind of like the Olympics of HVAC schools, and I just broke under pressure. Oh, no. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I like 
one, I like deadlines because I can, it's, 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 it's one of those parameters I got to meet. I wouldn't say I like pressure. I like knowing when and where I have to do things. If that makes You don't sense. like pressure. You like uh, parameters. Yeah. I like, I like, um, like a c construct to build around. But yeah, so 30 second whenevers, I started doing them whenever I wanted. So I called it whenevers. Uh, because I like the character and I like the show. And fun fact about that character, Big Mouth. And this is another video I wanted to do, maybe included in the going back into my childhood stuff. I used to draw Big Mouth all the time in middle school. <laughs> but uh, it, he he was basically my outlet for different like strong emotions. So whenever I was feeling something, I would draw a picture of him feeling it. Oh, okay. So like, you guys ever see the, the movie Monkey Bone? I've seen clips of it. I actually never watched it. Uh, didn't um, Henry Selleck? Didn't yeah, yeah. It? One of my favorite it. movies. Big reason I got into stop motion and animation. Uh, but basically the idea is that uh, artists, at least character artists, they have their figment, figment of their imagination is real. And the guy goes into a coma and meets his figment, which is Monkey Bone. And you, you also meet uh, Edgar Allan Poe and his is the Raven and St oh, Stephen King cool. is there, and his is Cujo. Oh my gosh! Uh, so, like, I always joke that uh, Big Mouth is my figment. <laughs> no, that's 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 really cool. I I remember doing like stuff similar, like in middle school, just kind of constantly drawing to keep myself busy. Were you drawing like during class? Oh yeah, I, I actually I saved my notebooks because I do I did a bunch of doodles in the margins everywhere. And that's the reason I yeah. saved the notebooks, because I like the little doodles I drew. Oh, so I was just saying you kept them for the artistic content. Yeah, yeah. Academic. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so would you say, oh. Justin, that Big Mouth is your uh, favorite creation or favorite animation that you've done so far? It's hard to pick a favorite. Um, he's definitely the one that is. it speaks to me most. Like, he's basically me in animated form. Mm-hmm. But uh you know, I got I got a whole bunch of characters that I really love. I love my ice cream and burrito cartoons, which is like a demented uh Tom and Jerry kind of thing. Um I like Blunderman. I gotta do I, I yeah. I've got so many things I wanna do with him and I just again I don't have the time, but now I have the time, so hopefully I'll do something with him. No, I, I I find it fascinating with your whole page. Like you have all these videos and all these content content and it's just one person it's just you, yeah but, you know it seems like you set like pretty set schedule for you oh not at all <laughs> do, you, do you um do you usually like pick a day when you want to post a video you're like okay this is the deadline i need to do it by this day or like how do, how do you uh go about that like creating your um videos? at least lately a lot of my videos have been reacting to things that have been going on in, in mm -hmm. pop culture, like I did a bunch of uh, Christmas stuff. I finally got, I've been doing a lot of music lately, thankfully. I've been pushing myself. Um, but yeah, cramp. That was pretty Yeah, fun. thank you. <laughs> but uh, I've been reacting to like movies that are coming out or shows or pop culture stuff. Like uh, my one of my latest ones was a Sonic the Hedgehog parody with Robotnik singing a parody of uh, I Am the Walrus. Is he, he is oh, the Eggman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I um, <laughs> but like I, I've had that idea and the, and some of the other ideas for years, and 
at least that specific one all fell into place when Jim Carrey started playing the character because uh, Jim Carrey also did his own version of I Am the Walrus like 10 years ago. So I kind of constructed my parody. It's kind of a parody of his cover. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, that's that's kind of a deep cut, you know, combining two those two yeah. art pieces. Did you see? Oh yeah, I actually saw it twice. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I saw it twice. He paid two times. No, I, I saw it once yeah. and I loved it. And then my uh, my sister wanted me to go take my uh, two year old niece to see it. It was her second movie in the theaters. Oh, that's great. It's great to have that yeah. connection with, with your niece. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought they did a, a, a fantastic job with that movie. What did you enjoy more, seeing yeah. it with her or watching her see the movie? You know, honestly, she still isn't, like, uh, focusing on <laughs> movies as much. So, like, I like the experience of seeing it with her, but I wouldn't say it added to the experience of the movie. Right. Yeah, maybe you give it a few more years and then she'll be able to consciously remember what yeah, she saw. Yeah, she still <laughs> calls uh, Sonic a kitty. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Yeah, I, I was curious what the regular, the first design would have looked like in that movie. So I kind of, I almost. You know, uh, honestly, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't upset with the original design. I didn't think it was the best thing they could have done. But I I didn't dislike it. I actually really like seeing cartoons being translated into a uh, uh, live action. I think it's 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 one of those one of those bounding parameters that I keep talking about. It's like how do you do this believably? Yeah, I think the the best example of that is like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> we actually watched uh, yeah. pretty recently. But I the best example of like combining human characters and. Cartoon animated. That's well. I'm talking opinion. more about translating a, a a character that's cartoon into a live action thing. Oh, right. Like I, okay. I always say uh, Casper from the '90s. That was wonderfully done. Oh, yeah. uh, the The Flintstones was also one of one of the best translations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people argue with me about this, but I I loved the uh, the first Smurfs movie. Oh really? Yeah. I- I'm a big fan of Smurfs, and they did a great job. I didn't, I didn't like, but I didn't dislike the whole thing where they had to like bring them into the modern world. I think they could have done it perfectly fine if it was a medieval world too. Mm-hmm. But uh, they really, they really uh, realized those characters really well, and they also poked fun at the inconsistencies of the characters, like how they get their names and things like that. <laughs> I also think they did a really nice job with the uh, the Peanuts movie that came out a few years ago. I I missed that one. I really wanted to see that one. Oh, it was it was cool. It's kind of like what you said about the Smurfs. How you 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 know how are you gonna like make this organic and not just like oh you know we completely redid this movie because obviously the you know the Peanuts are so classic. So I feel like that was a very delicate line to do. But I think my personal opinion, they did a really nice job with it. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that was also Sony Animations doing that one too. That I'm not I'm not quite sure just from my own knowledge, but <laughs> Sony Sony dabbles a lot in animation now. They actually are starting to get good like uh Spider-Man. What else? Into the Spider-Verse that movie. Yeah, I want to say Cross Dimensions, but I think that's a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Shattered Dimensions. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I definitely uh, agree with. I think uh, the new 
um, design of the Sonic character definitely is more appealing to the eye yeah, than yeah. the old one. But like the, the the other one wasn't the worst thing in the world. You know, it could it could have been Super Mario Brothers from what is it like? Hey, I still love that movie. I watched that movie the other day with my girlfriend, yeah. and it was an experience. <laughs> uh, I kind of like those movies. Seem like uh, like just like crap, like so crappy that they're great. You know, I love you know with the, with the Mario movie. I don't look at it as a bad movie. I look at it as like a cyberpunk Mario fan film. You know, oh, yeah, it's it's like that. with yeah. uh, YouTube videos where people like take the genres and twist them like. The, the most high budget, um, yeah. you know, fan film. <laughs> so, Justin, what, um, you know, your Instagram is filled with a lot of content uh, that people can see on your Patreon. Is there exclusive content on there that you don't put online, or do you basically share everything? Because a lot of your posts say, you know, see this and more stuff on patreon what can you what can you tell us about that uh so i don't do a, a ton of uh exclusive content i've thought about it uh, i mostly uh i post uh more like work in progresses for my patrons only or like outtakes for when i'm doing voice acting and things like that uh it's mostly because everything that i'm making i want everyone to see Mm-hmm. So I don't like the whole exclusive thing. Um, but in the future, I might do that, especially if I get more people interested in my Patreon. Right, because you want to keep it accessible to everybody. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to make an exclusive thing, I want more than 16 people seeing it, you know? Right, make it worth their while, make it worth your while. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense what you're doing, you know, doing outtakes. And, you know, I love that one word base. Like you drew a, a character off of one word, if, even if you just patronize one dollar. Well, like I, that, I yeah, thank you. And, and the more that people su- uh, support, the more they get with that uh, character. Like I'm going to be working on a, a remember a 30 Second Whenever's Big Math has a show called 30 Second Meet Me's where he meets uh, other animated characters. Uh, I've I've oh, only right, done two yeah, of them. I, I want it's more like a collaborative thing with other artists where they animate their character in my scene. But uh, I'm working on having some of the patronalities on the show, and that's the the patronalities of the characters my patronizers get made when they support me. How do you how do you pull that off? Like working with another ant right like that? I feel like it was all about timing, and you know they. Would you voice their character? So, um, again, I've only done it twice, and only one of them had a, a dialogue. Um, but uh, basically, I would write a script, what I think they would... No, I, I tell the people that are guest starring what they would want to talk about, and tell them to write a script with what they think Big Mouth would say, and then I'll rewrite it based on what Big Mouth would say and send it back to them, and go back and oh. forth like that clip it down so it fits within 30 seconds. And then from there, I would send them uh, a screenshot of where the chair their character would be sitting on, and they would animate their character in that chair or doing whatever they would be doing in the scene. And then they send me the file back, and then I would add everything else. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot of back and forth, really. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I mean, it's kind of... It's neat like that you're bouncing off ideas 
between other animators and everything. I feel like you get different yeah. perspectives. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to do more collaborations in general, and I thought that would be a big thing to take off, but only two people, you know, wanted to try it out with me. Well, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. You know, as you know, you know, it's always on to the next thing, which, you know, I find, like, you, you, you just kind of shoot out all this great content. You know, you're a cosplayer, you're an animator, you, you sing, sing and write songs, you know, that's... It seems. It sounds like you have your jacket. <laughs> Thank you. Trade. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say, Justin, is your favorite? You know, like I. This is probably a very hard question for a lot of people, but you know, you do animation. You're a sculptor, cosplayer, illustrator. If you think you could just do one, like which one do you think you would pick? Um, I, I always go back to animation. <clears throat> Animating was my first love, and it's what I enjoy doing best. Uh, but, uh, in, in college, I went to school for, uh, game design, game development, but I took the, the art side, not the programming side. Um, and one of my friends told me that I do so many things that it's hard to explain what I actually do to people. So he told me I, I need to think about how to say like, what's one thing that I do that encapsulates most, if not all, of everything that I do. And I always land on a character art. Because everything that I do has to do with a character for the most part. Okay. So, like, anything to do with characters, animating, voicing, writing, you know, everything. It's it's all it's all a character. Yeah, coming up with a concept, it uh -huh. all starts with a drawing. And uh, you do Yeah, those, those are well, characters. So I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have a favorite cosplay? Is it is it the um, is it the creeper? I know I know you do a, uh, a bunch of them. You did the Grinch. Yeah, uh, Creeper is probably my favorite. Creeper and Deadpool are my my favorites. I think I ha I have way more fun than anything else playing Deadpool. <laughs> um, but I think Creeper is the one that I that is my favorite because he, he's my favorite superhero too, and not a lot of people know about him, so I like telling people about him. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. That. Why do you gravitate towards creepers? Um, fan of I don't know why, but I gravitate towards crazy characters a lot. Like most right. of the <laughs> characters I cosplay as are crazy in some degree, whether it's a good or a bad thing. Um, and I just the the design of them. A lot of it came from the one episode in the animated series, Batman animated series. He was in. Production the creeper was that was that animated yeah. episode. Uh, and, and fun fact, most of the memes that come out of that show came from that episode. Oh, like okay. Harley coming out of the pie. That was uh, that was it. that was that episode. Oh yeah, whatever you stream, I guess. <laughs> the uh, the rev up your Harley meme. That's that's also from that episode. Okay, I thought that. Yeah, I for some reason I thought. No, that no, that that was it. It all. It all centered around Joker not giving Harley attention, and then she starts getting attention from the Creeper, and she realizes she doesn't like it. Uh, that was a good yeah. episode. I, I did enjoy that. Do you read Creeper comics? Uh, as well? You know, they're they're hard to come by, and I I haven't read as many as I would like to. But uh, I don't read comics as much as I'd like to either. It's just time consuming. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I I used to be into comics like during the New Fifty Two stage, and then once I switched to like a different universe and whatever i kind of like all right well i'm behind on this like I, I'm, yeah that, no that's another I'm reason i don't really I, i'm a completionist so i have to like get the whole story if i'm gonna read something 
that's how I feel. You know, and you have to have every yeah. issue though. I, I usually buy uh, trades. Yeah, yeah, same. Like graphic. Yeah, novels, yeah. Graphic novels. Like <laughs> uh, the Injustice series is really good. I've only read the first volume, but it's probably like the best DC writing I've I've read. Yeah, I did. Uh, I I mean, I played the Injustice games. I didn't get. I just didn't get into the comics just because you know I wasn't a fan of how they portrayed Superman. I know it's like. <laughs> well, I mean, the the thing with Injustice is the good Superman's in it too, though. You know, oh, right. it, it's That's true. That is basically true. Injustice is a. Uh, it's a different version of the uh, Justice Lords. Right. Only, only instead of them all working That's together, the they all picked a side. It's kind of like Justice Lords meets mm. Civil War. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. That that's a good analogy because, like in the second game, you can't play as you know good Superman, yeah. or other universe Superman at all. So that's what I think. That's where I kind of have. Well, to I mean, I believe that I, I could <laughs> be wrong, but I think that the other universe is in the comics. So no, I think you're right. Well, I, I'll, I'll definitely have to ch- check that out. There's a bunch of comics yeah. I have to read. You know, so yeah. Much. There's always there's always a ton that you got to read. I finally add a. New York Comic Con last year, I finally got my hands on the first uh, volume of the Tick comics. Oh, okay. Yeah, What's yeah. The first one ever. Well, not maybe not. Like, it's not like an original, oh, but great. like a reprint. But just from the first issue on, right, right. I think yeah. ten or twenty issues in. I was gonna say, uh, I, I got the first issue of, of the Superman comics, like from the '30s. So that's what I kind of been dabbling oh, yeah. a little bit in that. <laughs> that's about. It. Just how <laughs> yeah. was New York Comic Con? What was that experience like? Uh, New York Con- I, I love New York Comic Con. It's getting way too crowded. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Uh, but one year, I think two or three years ago, I skipped it. And then I realized, like, I really wanted to go again. So then I went, the year after that, I only went for two days. And that was on Thursday and Friday. So it was the slowest days. But, like, I felt like it wasn't enough. So then last year I did the full four days and that was, it was good, but also like there, there's not really a whole lot that I care to see panel wise. I, I saw, uh, Paul Rubens. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, what? but like, there's not a whole lot panel wise for me to see. So it's basically just like any other convention where like there's vendors that are really cool to see. And I was, I was cosplaying, which is always fun. But like, I paid two hundred fifty dollars plus to cosplay, basically. So I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we actually never had to go. I mean, it's definitely worth going, especially if you've never been. But I've been going since I think two thousand ten, and it's just become a right, lot. Right. <laughs> yeah, every year it's it's bigger and bigger. But the only thing I would say is because I started uh, selling at shows, my sculptures and other artwork, I don't get to cosplay a lot. So that was like one of the few times I actually got to be in costume. So that was nice. Yeah. You get, do you ever cosplay? Uh, I like, tried that. While you're selling? I get split in too many different directions and I fail at everything together. I mean, yeah. You're. I mean, like yeah. you said, you're only one yeah. person to do all this stuff. It's <laughs> You're kind of split in two personalities. Yeah. The only time that I did, I had a, a helper, and even then, it wasn't it wasn't great because, like, I want people to know it's from me, my stuff, not from Deadpool, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. uh, I, I got uh, hired, well, not hired. I got a free table at one show, but the stipulation was I had to be in costume. 
So I, I dressed up as a Bob Ross Deadpool, and I was painting my portrait while I was at my table. So at least I was making a thing out of it. Was it? Uh, it, it was a self-portrait. <laughs> so yeah, that's actually, I, I probably should have started the episode with this, but this is how I, I met you at Hudson Valley Comic Con. I think it was the first year we're kind of going around doing interviews and we uh, came up to you, you were um, Deadpool and, yeah, Sombrero, yeah. and I was like, oh, we got to talk to this guy. I think that was the first time uh, I did the Infinity you know, Sombrero. Oh right, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, no, that that, that was that was a cool time. That was, I think that was the first. I'm not positive of that. That was the only one I've been to. It's a little far for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, a little, mm -hmm. a little upstate. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's that's kind of how I got introduced to you, and I saw all your content. And I was like, wow, this guy has really, really got something, you know. And you even helped out with a few of few of our stuff. Yeah, which yeah, is, which is great. So you know. Do you have a favorite um, con experience, yeah. like New York or another convention that you've done? Uh, I There's a lot of really good memories, but when we were talking about uh, New York Comic Con, I remembered, um, and I was really upset that they didn't have a panel last year because I wanted to do something there too, but there's this show called Supermansion on Crackle. It's also on Adult Swim now. Uh, it's by the guys who did uh, Robot Chicken, so it's basically it's a uh, it's kind of okay. like the Tick where it's a uh, superhero parody satire, but uh, it's all done in stop motion, right? And highly recommend oh, cool. it because on top of being super funny, it's also really ridiculously well written, especially in the later seasons. It's up to three seasons right now. Uh, and the characters are just hilarious, but there's this one character called the Groaner, which is their Joker parody, and he's this skull-faced uh, clown that uh, he, he's an evil prop comic, basically, and he just makes really bad puns and pulls out props to make puns with. And he's not—he's not really like competent as a villain, but like that's his thing. And I decided two years ago I was going to make a Groaner cosplay. And I went to the, the Supermansion panel, and <clears throat> before the panel started, they asked if anyone was cosplaying, and I, I'm the only one in the audience cosplaying as a character. So they pull me on stage, and basically, I, I had a bag full of props that I was making jokes with, and they basically made me do a five-minute prop comedy set on stage to like a hundred people. Oh, what? so what did you do? Yeah, like I had a few set things that I, you know, I pre-made jokes with the props that I had. But the guy, he was literally just reaching into my bag for everything. He pulled out my lunch. He pulled out, like, he pulled things off the stage and I would, like, in instantly make a, a joke about it. It was, like, one of the best in-character things I've ever done. That's impressive that you could pull that, you know, off the oh. top of your head. Yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to uh, meet the creators, but uh, the creator of the show, Zeb Wells, he also voices Groner. Uh, he follows me on Twitter now. Whoa. No, and that's the worst thing about it. I can't like find that. it anywhere. Like, And I was alone, so I couldn't have anyone hold my phone to record it or anything, and it sucks. Yeah. 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 Like all, almost all the best bits kind of come off. Like you know, there's you can't. There's yeah. no uh, recreating that kind of moment. I would love to find it. If you do find it, let me know. 
It was the 2018 Super Mansion panel, I want to say. This man. Okay. Okay. Yeah, everyone, manhunt for 2018 Super Mansion panel. So, we gotta so what it. kind of process, Justin, goes into making your costumes? Do you make them, buy them, a combination? I very rarely buy them. If I do buy something, it's something that I'm going to alter heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, lo- I love making them from scratch as much as possible. Uh, a lot of it has to do with what I find randomly at thrift stores. Like, mm-hmm. I've got a whole bunch of characters that I want to do, but like there's a specific piece that I need before I commit to the character. Like uh, Cat in the Hat's a great example. I-, I-, I always wanted to do the Cat in the Hat, but... I could never find his green umbrella from the the book. Mm-hmm. And I was helping my aunt clean out her van that was sitting for like a decade or two. And there just happened to be this tiny green umbrella in the van. It was meant to be. Yeah. And then at the thrift store, my aunt found, it was around Halloween, a gorilla costume for like three bucks oh that God. I altered into a cat suit. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. How how long did that oh. take? A few weeks. Once once I start a a costume, I pretty much laser focus until it's done. Yeah, I feel like that's how you find the best props is when you accidentally yeah. run into it. And, and like, you know, oh, I, I always joke that time. I pray <laughs> to the thrift store gods, and like I joke about it, but it <laughs> happens all the time where I'm like, I want to find this one piece. And then I find this one random piece that I was looking for. Well, it's like they're listening. Yeah. Like, I remember uh, I wanted to do Beast Boy, right? And same time, I think it was the same year as Cat in the Hat, Halloween. There was a really good selection. I guess somebody, you know, donated a whole bunch of their costume stuff. And I found, not only did I find a black and a purple morph suit, that I could cut into one. I also found this pair of shoes that were size eight, and I'm size ten and a half or more, and somehow they fit. So it's something magical right there. But I found this pair of gray shoes yeah. with green with a uh, green highlights and purple laces. Oh my gosh! And they were like kind of like torn up, so it looked like you know kind of feral. So it fit the character too. Oh, he went perfect. to town on his shoes. Yeah. But, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, somehow these these parts just find their way to me. Yeah, and, and you, it's not like you can go, you know, oh, I'm going to the thrift store, kind of, not really, but actually looking for this piece. You just went there, and it just happened to be there. Exactly. Like, I remember when I, when I wanted to do uh, Obi-Wan, uh, the fabric that I wanted at Joanne's was, I think, 15 bucks a yard mm-hmm. and I needed like $80 worth of it and I just would not put $80 into a costume, right? And then I go to the thrift store and it wasn't like the perfect fabric, but it was the exact length that I needed of this usable fabric for like 5 bucks. Oh my gosh. And that's the fabric I use for my Obi-Wan costume. That's great. I love did, did you do old man? Obi- yeah, I did Ewan McGregor, and then Ewan I McGregor, used that right? um, when when that old man filter was a, a meme. I, I 
I altered one of my pictures, oh, right. and I looked okay. almost like uh, like Al Guinness. Yeah, I do recall that. That yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah, that it was the first time that I yeah. ever yeah. <laughs> found a character that like I look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you kind of fit into Before, it so perfectly. Definitely. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, do you have like a favorite cosplay? I mean, I was talking about Creeper and all, but uh, probably my probably the one that I'm most uh, proud of making is either Cat in the Hat mm-hmm. or Etrigan. Etrigan oh, was probably okay. I would probably say Etrigan because it's it's the the moving mouth and the the size of it and I altered a lot of uh, stuff to make that work, but it's so much work being inside that costume. It's the one you were saying, it's like no skin. Yeah. Showing yeah. And it's- what, what do you use to make the... So that, that was you, one uh, of the times I bought a mask, and it was this company called Animotion. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is they make masks that have movable okay. mouths. And I always told myself, if I did Etrigan, the mouth would have to move because his whole thing is that he rhymes, and I want, you know... To rhyme with my mouth moving <laughs> and uh, whoever designed it was a gargoyle mask whoever designed this gargoyle mask was definitely inspired by Etrigan because it looked exactly like him except for the ears weren't like uh, fish fins so I, I bought that mask mm-hmm. I added the uh, the ear extensions and I painted it yellow and th- that was the major piece for that costume so now you have some uh, original, well, I don't, yeah, I guess I would call them original. Um, you have your Jingle Daddy costume. Yeah. I was just looking at Instagram today. I was just chuckling at some of these. You have your Jingle Daddy costume, and you also have your Krampus costume, which was super impressive. Um, how, you know, how much work do you spend when you come up with characters like the Jingle Daddy? You know, how did you come up with that one? Was that just a Christmas, like, I don't want to say joke, but like a... A spoof kind so, of? So, uh, my idol in life is Santa Claus. I, I just okay. love Santa Claus, anything Santa Claus. And I want to, like, make Santa Claus, like, cooler, you know? Um, and I remember, I think, last year... No, the year before last Christmas, uh, I, I used to go to Liberty Science Center. They would have a party every month, and it would always be themed. And the the... December one was winter themed, so I decided I had a whole bunch of pieces that I threw together that night. Uh, the red jacket was actually from uh, my Jack Ryder cosplay. Uh, I just mm-hmm. add bell. I added bells to it. I colored my beard and I went out. And I didn't even call myself anything, and people loved this version of Santa that I created. And as I was leaving, this one woman she shouts at me, "See you later, Jingle Daddy." And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's all I ever want to be called during the holidays now. (laughs) You seem like you get ideas very organically. Yeah, yeah. I I try to let things flow as naturally as possible. Yeah, I feel like Mm -hmm. that's how you get the Like my my Krampus, (laughs) I I made an animated music video a long time ago about the Krampus, and he's become like one of my favorite characters to like make things with. And I always wanted to make a. a costume and I finally pushed myself last year to do it and the whole time I'm talking as Krampus to people I keep I kept calling myself Uncle Krampus 
So now that's that's his unofficial name right now is Uncle Krampus. <laughs> Not just Krampus. Yeah, Uncle so you got Krampus. Jingle Daddy and Uncle Krampus. Do you think do you think we'll ever see like a mashup of of Jingle Krampus? <laughs> I don't know about a mashup. I would love to have them on screen at the same time, but I'd have to figure out some green screen stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's easier to kind of manipulate yeah. kind of outside than outside because I, I know you did your your Krampus music video, the Krampus Night, and uh, how do you like? Uh, so I've been writing parodies all my life. Uh, Weird Al's a big influence, and. A lot of the parodies that I write have just been sitting around for years, like the the Sonic one. And it, it just the biggest reason I haven't done many is because I don't have the best software to do it. I use this program called Anvil Studio, which is good for everything except for like strings. So like a lot of the rock stuff that I want to parody, I can't really get to unless I can find someone who can play a guitar that I can add to it. Because the Anvil Studio makes very MIDI-sounding stuff, and I can alter that a little bit in post, but like it's always going to sound more or less like it came off of a computer. But I decided I'm not letting that stop me anymore, and I'm just going to do the best I can with what I got. And I'm glad I have, because I've made like three or four music parodies in the past like three months. I thoroughly enjoy them. They're really yeah, fun. and I, I've got way more that I want to do, like... Uh, and you, you'll probably like this one. I think the next one I'm going to do is a Batman parody. It's going to be uh, all the small things, but it's called oh, All nice. the Bat Things. And he's just oh naming off all of the things he owns oh, that are Bat-related. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, I mean, if you guys know anyone that plays an electric guitar, send them my way so they can help me make these. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try our best. You know, I'm, I'm sure hopefully a few listeners out there play guitar and they'll go like, oh, you know, they'll jump. Right yeah, on, that'd be great. Right on the, the spot there. Yeah, we'll, shout out to all know. the listeners. If you're electrically <laughs> electric guitar inclined, send us a DM. <laughs> yeah, send it all away. And I've got a. Uh, I've always wanted to do a full band, a parody band. Uh, my my next to Queen, my favorite band is the Killers, and I've always wanted to do a Star Wars parody band. Mm. Oh my gosh. And I've written, it's all, it started with Mr. Darkside, you know, Mr. Brightside parody. But I've written like seven or eight more parodies of killer songs for Star Wars stuff. And I've, I've sung a few of them, local oh, uh, comic shop, Eastside Mags in uh, Montclair. Uh, Montclair Morristown, I always forget which. I think it's Montclair. Um they have every few months a cosplay karaoke night where people come dressed up and sing songs. And I like to debut or try to get some of these ideas out of my head there. So what is, what is your process like, like uh, creating content? Do you write it out in a notebook first or do you type it out? How, how do you kind of go? About uh, I usually type a, up a script creating your ideas. and go from there. Most of the stuff has been mm -hmm. in my head for years though. Just sitting there waiting for like that that moment. Just like with the costumes, it's like, what's this this moment? Something has to like spur it on for me to like really get to it. Like an outside influence. Like this isolation is mm -hmm. spurring me to finally learn programming. Yeah, what with uh with programs, what what kind of um what kind of stuff do you want to do with that? Like I 
Like, what? What's your? Dream well, I mean, uh, I've got tons that I've got designed pretty much in my in my files. Um, again, I went to school for this, so a lot of, a lot of this is stuff that I've been working on for years. Um, this one, right. it's hard to pick what's what's gonna be the first one that I work on because a lot of them are pretty grand in scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working on this right. one with a with two other guys, but we just couldn't get it together. There's a lot of uh, it's it's hard doing things remotely. Um, and I might ask them if I can just try to do it myself. But I had this idea about a point-and-click adventure game where you play as a uh, – you're, you're in this world where this mad scientist who's very sadistic creates creatures that would have, like, terrible lives. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of weird to explain. So, so the idea is there's this sadistic mad scientist who splices two animals together that shouldn't be spliced together. Like he spliced a dog and a bat together because okay. bats hear le- everything and dogs hate loud noises, you know. So okay, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of creatures like that, but the That's one cool. you play as is a cross between a cat and a lemming. So the lemming always wants to kill itself, but cats have mm-hmm. nine lives. So he puts the, the I call it the oh, fee lemming, yeah. and he puts it in a basically a baby proofed cell so it can't hurt itself. So the the object is you, you go through nine oh, levels okay. trying to figure out how to kill yourself okay. in these levels. Oh my gosh. But it's all very cartoony and That's you know awesome. I know awesome. you know suicide isn't yeah. something to joke about but you know it's like that that dumb ways to die. Yeah, yeah. Or like there there was a video game 5 minutes to kill yourself yeah. on adult mm-hmm. swim like I don't know. It was just it. It's mostly from like a game mechanic standpoint. Like obviously, I don't condone killing yourself, but from a game perspective, it has a fun oh, mechanic yeah. to it. It's it's all about the fantasy. No one's no. Yeah. no one wants it. Wants you mm-hmm. wants anyone to do this in real life. You know, it's all about the play of it. You know, this kind of this idea kind of. I don't know if you ever played that game Whiplash. It's like from two. I don't know PlayStation Two. It's a uh, uh, what is it? A ferret? I vaguely like remember this. I never rabbit. played it, but I vaguely I, I remember the the box art. Right, and you're trying to escape from like uh, some some imprisonment or something. Okay. <laughs> so it's 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 an yeah. out there idea, which you know I love humor, so I I feel like yeah, this is a you know I I would definitely look forward to that. <laughs> so you do your own voice acting as well. How do you kind of come up with the voice? <coughs> what like modulators onto the I always try to do it as best yourself? I can like, how, in how person but that? there's some characters that I have to modulate like uh, ice cream burrito I modulate a lot um right. so, like elves and things like that I don't I don't usually modulate but I do whatever I can whatever makes the final product work best Yeah that's all that matters Yeah yeah it's, it's all about the do you find that so, when you come up yeah, with a character, um, you have the character in your head and the voice comes later, or you have a voice and you're like, I need a character to go with it, or is it like a combination? Uh, it's of usually both? the character comes before the voice. Uh, one of, one of the jokes I always make fun of with my stuff is half the time my characters end up sounding like Arnold Schwarzenegger because he <laughs> he is my favorite voice to impersonate, and 
a lot of my characters on some level start out as Arnold and pitch it or twist it a little bit. Like Big Mouth is very much like Arnold. Right. <laughs> uh, one of the funny things about Krampus, uh, I wrote the Krampus song and I produced the whole uh, music to it. And then when I started singing it, I started singing it in my normal voice. And I was like, this doesn't sound right. Why doesn't this sound right? And I tried different voices. And then just for the hell of it, because I got frustrated, I started singing like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was like, crap, that's the voice. Yeah. And like, it kind of makes sense because Arnold's from Austria and so is Krampus. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he he might have met him. You know, <laughs> it's a, it's a fun yeah. range to play with. I don't know. It's just one of those voices range, you know? that <laughs> yeah. you know, just like Mike Myers always defaults to a Scottish voice. You know, like Austrian, I guess, is my voice. <laughs> yeah, and, and if it works for the character, it works for the character. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, you, I know you were saying you do these animated projects with. Uh, other artists have you worked with um other people in the past like doing videos and stuff like that or has this always just been solely you just, i i would you know, say more than 99 percent of my can. stuff is just by myself <laughs> very rarely i'll work with someone usually no, just because great. i want yeah. to not because i need someone to help me with it um the only times I ever really need help is when right, I need a right. female voice that doesn't sound like a Monty Python character. <laughs> and I, I have a friend, uh, Noelle Steller, who tends to do that for me. Okay. Yeah, Noelle. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Just, um, do you have any advice well, for anyone trying to get into animation and or cosplay or and any of the many hats that you wear? Someone who's looking to get into this field, what... What uh, sage words of wisdom would you have? Uh, I mean, the only thing that I would say is just don't do anything for anyone other than yourself. You know, always oh, don't, don't try to, like, make things that someone else is going to like. If you don't like what you're making, then don't do it. That's probably my biggest piece of advice. The, the only other thing I would say is if you if you plan on making money doing this, pick one thing and stick with it. Hmm. I can't do that. <laughs> Don't try to. Yeah. I mean, I know I can do a lot of these things, but it's hard to convince people that I do all these things. So it's, it's, it's been hard to find work in that regards. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you have the evidence <laughs> to prove it, but, uh, you know, there's, there's really two ways you can go if I mean, you're, in the entertainment industry, you can either do one thing, do it well, and become like the cog in a wheel and work your way up in a company. Or you go the way I'm doing, where you do as many things as you can and try to do it all yourself. And it's going to take you a lot longer and it's going to be a lot more difficult. But when it does hit, it's going to be only you that gets to... Uh, to reap the rewards, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean, you know, don't work with other people if, if the occasion arises or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I, not so much that I want to build an empire. It's that I, I want my work to be my work. Right. Right. No, that, that, that does make sense. I, I, you know, I, it's almost, you know, it's, it's great when you work by yourself because you could almost focus on, when you want to get time management, you don't have to work with other actors and 
other, you know, almost other opposing opinions, and then it becomes something else. It's all purely from you, and I, you know, I find that. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that's hard to come by. You know. So, um, I just wanted to ask you about um your booth. Like, how how long have you been like doing your own booth by yourself? Like, kind of how set up for it, and you know what. What uh? What are the best experiences? So it's been about uh, almost two and a half years now. Uh, basically, I set up. I I I used to sculpt a lot as a kid, especially when I was doing a uh, stop motion. So I decided if I was going to sell a physical thing, not a lot of people do sculptures. So I figured I'd have a, a niche audience there. So I started doing these sculptures, and. That's the primary a bit of what I sell. I also do some paintings and illustrations I sell. But uh, I also have a little tablet with my animation playing so people can check those out. And I'd say the, the best thing about doing the shows is getting to meet people that actually like my work. <clears throat> and it's really cool, especially if they see my stuff before meeting me at the table few times i've had people come up to me and say hey i saw your stuff on newgrounds and that's like really amazing to me you know um oh cool you just uh, made those uh those yeah. baby yodas right those were i'm sure those oh yeah were big, big yeah and, uh, that was at a uh, zolocon that was the last show probably for a while because of all this going on but that was a really good show for me that was probably the best one i've had in months i love your sculptures and it's definitely appealing to the eye and it I don't see really anyone doing, you know, what you're doing. So I find it, you know, you know, very admirable, you know, what what you do. And hopefully, with this whole coronavirus scare, like hopefully this slows down. You know, we could see each other at different cons. You know, go, you know, go support your your local artists. And I'm I'm sure Justin, you know, you. you yeah, yeah. I mean, the page, Patreon page. is that's one of my goals is to have Patreon be the main source of income for me. Uh, right now, basically the way it works is you support me at any amount and I'm going to create an original character for you. You give me a, a random word, it could be personal or it could be just something you pull out of nowhere and I'll create a character based on that word. And that becomes what I call your patronality. Right. And <clears throat> Josh, actually, uh, your patronality is one of my favorite ones that I made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that it was Pithecus, right? Yeah, it was Gigantopithecus. Yeah, 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 you, yeah the word was Gigantopithecus. And uh, every so often I get a word and I'm like, how am I going to make this work? And then I come up with something really fun. Like I took the last part of Gigantopithecus and I created a a great ape philosopher named Pithecus. Yeah, I love that. That was that was a great idea. And I, I, I was playing a lot of D&D at the time, so I was kind of thinking of mythical creatures, and they're like, oh, give me a word. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and, and honestly, it came out of left field because I thought it would be something like Superman or Batman related. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wanted to spice it up a little bit. But... Yeah, and then I really, I really you know, uh, orangutans are my favorite uh, animal, so like... Gigantopithecuses are basically their ancestors, so it's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Bigfoot, if it you know if it actually existed, which yeah, is, you know? <laughs> Bigfoot exists. Yeah, <laughs> Josh, when we put po- when we post this uh, this episode, you should post your your Gigantopithecus inspired artwork. Give yeah. everyone a demonstration. Yeah. Oh, and and speaking of uh, Bigfoot, 
one of the things that I'm also going to be doing in my isolation, I've had this uh, graphic novel idea for the longest time about Bigfoot becoming a superhero. Oh, and it, it's it's oh, going to be called gosh, Superfoot. Superfoot, yeah. So uh, keep keep an eye out for that. I'm okay. probably going to start drawing that. I I wrote the first part of it already. I'm going to start drawing it probably in the next week or two. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other projects that are coming out shortly that we can look forward to? It. Yeah. So I got. I'm. Pro- I don't know if I'm going to make a game, but I'm. I'm working on learning it at least. Um. I'm hoping to have that Batman music parody out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superfoot's another one, and right now I'm working on a new cosplay for uh, Doctor Robotnik. Oh, great! Oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> so, and that one was I needed a bald cap, and my friend was able to find a bald cap for me. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Nope. Nice. No excuse. <laughs> I just made the mustache last night. Oh my gosh! Is it? Do you enjoy making the prosthetics, or is it just? Like oh, I a, love a I love making this stuff. Sometimes it's harder than others, but I I love making the things. Yeah, and honestly, it was really good. Therapy wise, because I've been looking at my screen for the past two weeks, and it was nice not to look at the screen mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah, all that. What was it, Leah? Blue, blue lighting. The blue. What, what you have glasses? It, the blue light does something to your eyes, and it disrupts the uh, melatonin production in your brain, and like that's why we can't sleep. Um, I've done a lot of research because I'm a I'm going to school for special ed, so I had to do a lot of research for like students with autism and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, the screens and I always get embarrassed when I see the, you know, the iPhone tells you how much screen time you've been having. And mine said it was up like 80% last week. I was like, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's true. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, this next week I'm going to be doing more like sculpting and prop work. So I'm off the computer a bit. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah. If um, do you have any other like social media accounts you want to shout out, and then do a quick outro, and that should be an episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm everywhere at Jack Squat JB, um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are the big ones. YouTube, especially, obviously, that's where you can see. I've got over 200 videos on there to check out. I think I'm over 250 at this point. Um. Uh, if you want to see my cosplay specifically, I made a specific account on Facebook, Jack Squat JB Cosplay. I might do the same thing for uh, Instagram at some point, but uh, otherwise, everything's at Jack Squat JB. So I'm going to say it one more time: Jack Squat JB. <laughs> JB, that's where you can yeah, find him. No, definitely check out his, you know, his content. It's it's phenomenal. He does everything. So if you want to listen to something, you could you find a song. If you want to watch some animation you know it's it's all there (laughs) (laughs) this is josh sending you off up up and away until next bat yard's finest episode becoming super friends one episode at a time (laughs) yeah